0: So do you want to support your awesome exotic brand? This is going to be the best way to do it. Hey everybody, and welcome back to Carside Chat. I'm your host, Primo. And uh, yeah, it's been a crazy week so far. We made it through to the end of a blizzard. We made it through some very cold weather. Uh, I ended up blowing out my back pretty bad, so if I don't look too up to speed today... Uh, yeah, that's probably what it is. I have like, I can barely walk. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I'm doing doing pretty good here. So I am happy to be on and doing a video for you guys. Um, we do have a lot of information and news here to get back on and catch up to. Uh, the Corvette VIN 001 has sold for $3.6 million at Barrett. How crazy is that? If you guys didn't know, that's the most expensive Barrett Jackson charity sale they've ever had. Uh, of course, Rick Kendrick won it. Who wouldn't? Uh, and he's—I—I I don't expect him to not stop winning uh, these Chevy purchases. So, uh, but the good news is all that proceeds will go to Operation Homefront, which is to support veterans. Um, and you can't go wrong when you're doing something like that. So that's big news. I'm glad to have happy done that. Um, next was Gordon Murray's. Uh, let me get the uh, the thing for that here. Uh, Gordon Murray's T. coupe this car has sold out it's the entire 100 count run is gone um this isn't the fan base one the one with the fan base one that we featured before uh but it's they're all in the same family uh regardless i was kind of worried about this especially with new companies new brands and stuff i really had a good feeling because gordon has uh, a lot of um a lot of clout to his name if you will uh, but with the sleek looks and everything it's something that kind of was like eh, I'm wondering where that's going but uh, like I said the the Murray name carried a ton of weight and I'm sure people want to get on board uh, with being like you know the next uh, next big cutting edge thing that he has and it would be great to see this thing take off uh, to something else so I want to see more and more from that brand um, after Todd, we had this Talks about Lamborghini trying to save the V twelve and unfortunately that I'm guessing is not gonna happen. Uh they've already made talks now that the hybrid models will hit in twenty twenty three and according to the company, uh by twenty twenty four they'll be all electric. We did actually have a conversation with this on Beyond Time uh on their automotive feature, which I, I was happy to be a part of and kind of put some emphasis in. Um it just I, I don't know where this is gonna go. I don't know what this means for the brand. It's it's I don't know. For years and years and years, all these brands have been known for high-powered, awesome-sounding cars, and uh, here we are with a car that's like it's not going to make any noise, and it's going to be interesting to see where that that goes. So, uh, but next is Rolls-Royce, which is ahead of their Spectre concept, the all-electric. They have redesigned their a hundred and year eleven-year-old Spirit of Ecstasy, which you see there. That's the redesign right there on the screen. But uh, it's supposed to be more aerodynamic and more representative of the original sculptor Sykes' uh, design. Which I mean, aerodynamics and rolls—I don't know. I don't see them breaking any barriers when it comes to wind tunnel testing. But um, I mean, is that really what they want to go for? But okay, whatever. I, I just—I just don't see there any being a, a reason to design or change an iconic piece of history for this brand that has literally like taking it from step one to step, you know, just gone into the next history of, of whatever, you know, Rolls is from the beginning to now has been part of that history has been that iconic spirit of ecstasy. So I, I don't know why that my thing has always been change something that's perfect. So I don't know, but so the current models that are out right now, that's not going to change anything. They're going to be the same as they were before. Uh, but what you will do is in the future, we're going to see the new brands. They're going to have that new, uh, spirit of ecstasy, it's going to be a part of it. So so just in case you don't remember, now is the time to make sure you like and subscribe. Uh, don't forget to hit the bell icon. Don't forget to do a lot of stuff. And as you know, I hate doing all this stuff. So I hate talking about it. I hate, uh, I mean, like, I, I don't want, it, I'm, we don't need to market it. Like, come on, guys. Like and subscribe. Do what you got to do. Because <laughs> the other thing is, is it's is this huge and it's all about, you know, that next level. So yeah, so let's get excited about it, right? Okay, so to our topic today, um, the thing that I, everybody wants to support their big brands. Everybody has their brand that they like, like I'm kind of a Lambo guy, Kona Sig, Um, obviously I own a Porsche, so we know I'm a Porsche guy, Uh, but let's be honest, these brands are no stranger to going out of business, they're no stranger to uh, bankruptcy, there's probably not one name out there. That hasn't seen some constant in influx of you know cash or, or falling apart or something, but um, they they've all teetered on bankruptcy at one point or the other. So let's be honest: about six percent of the population of out there pop population, excuse me, purchases these cars. And uh, I'm going to show you this one over here. So um, oh, there we go so and and why why do you buy these cars it's they're just frivolous nobody needs this suv uh, svj excuse me and by the way this is brian salamones he unveiled his new color for his new personalized lamborghini svj Um, and i have to say it is an astounding color too i really love it but uh but yeah let's call it a need for speed call it opulence whatever it is these cars are excess and funny enough, in 2010, I remember hearing somebody say to me that there was no loyalty uh, in these exotic car brands. And to be honest, I, I was at the time, I think, that they were pretty much right. Um, yeah, there, there was no brand loyalty. Not many people, you buy a car, and, and that was the thing, is it was flash in the pan. You One day, buy a McLaren, one day buy a Porsche, the next one was a Lamborghini, and then a Ferrari. Once you were in that kind of uh, thing right now, it was what it was, but a lot of things we've seen change recently. We've seen all these bands, uh, brands breaking records. We've seen everybody have record years, everybody from Bugatti down, uh, Aston Martin, Lamborghini. I, we listed, did the video the other day, and I don't think we had a single brand that we didn't miss that didn't see some kind of benefit from breaking some sort of record. So why are they breaking records right now? Well, it's pretty simple. They started making SUVs. In fact, most brands right now, about 60% of their buyers that are the buying sales that they have coming up are based on SUV sales. And every brand out there right now pretty much has an SUV or are looking into making something for even the rare ones. Uh, and if you look at it, the numbers, it's what the common person is buying, 60%. So yeah, funny enough, when you build an audit maker that caters to the needs and wants of their buyer, they get sales. Now, at first, you may think I'm telling you to buy an SUV, but I'm not. The problem is really we've been resistant to the thinking over time. I think that's why none of these brands wanted to jump into making an SUV was because that thinking was anathema, and especially for Lamborghini. I guess everybody forgot that they made an LM002 back in the '80s. Um, but yeah, that was the thing is, is we kept getting this pushback. So. Uh, yeah, you can't make a Urus because if you make a Urus, that was that's not with the branding of the image of Lamborghini. So um, it was what it was. So everybody had their kind of push against it to say, you know, um, you can't have this car. So, But regardless, what you need to do is simple. And I know, like I said, it's I'm not asking you to buy an SUV. I'm not asking you to go out there and invest of in it. All I'm asking you to do is to be okay with them building suvs and if we're okay with them building suvs so let's say ferrari or these other brands whatever engine or whatever thing that you like let's also be okay with them making a sedan let's be okay with them making road going cars i mean that's the concept right they're not making race cars they can make race cars but specifically they make race cars for racing or their track cars or they make a street bred track car or any of that nature so that's the thing is is they that was it really was something i never understood why um the world really missed or like you know it wasn't on their their radar if you will um so here's a perfect example so porsche broke the mold with their cayenne uh, and then they came out with the panamera they sold cars that nobody thought would and it's because the buyers wanted to be loyal i think that's the reality people want to be loyal to these brands but they couldn't go out to get groceries with them and they had a great deal of success doing it. And I'm amazed it took, um, the other brands this long to really catch up. And I think that's the reality here. If you're a Lambo guy, you want a Lambo for groceries. You want a Lamborghini to go to the store. You want to be able to go on the long commutes with the family. Um, if you're an Aston Martin guy, it's the same thing. Um, you want to take the family out. Aston Martin with this vehicle right here, the DBX, saw 224% increase in sales. Think about that for a minute. That's crazy. 224%. I think it's impossible to deny what we're looking at here. So where do you think all that money is going? Well, it's not going to design their next SUV. It doesn't take a lot of emphasis to design an SUV. Uh, Of course not. It's going into making cooler cars in general. It's Sure, these big brands will sell a couple of thousands of one car, but design and the influx in cash means we get to see new concepts in carbon fiber, new transmissions, new levels of speed that we didn't think were possible. And that's the other thing is, is these new cutting-edge technology. Lamborghini, with the way that they redesigned carbon fiber and had their own little carbon fiber area to do this stuff was the idea of constructions of carbon fiber in the general consensus of things. Now they can make a ton of carbon fiber, keep their price down with this. This stuff goes everywhere. When you get big brands like this that pick up the stuff and run with it, it's good for everybody. That's the thing as I always said about Kona egg Kona egg has technology that's laying on the ground right now that nobody has ever touched new valve technology if you ever looked up that valve video look it up about uh, i, I want to say it was floating valve but it uses it doesn't use a uh, the valves do not use um like a camshaft they use uh, an electronic control unit that allows the valves to open and close and at that point you don't need a throttle body you don't need all this other m- rotational force you don't need a timing belt which everybody has the dreaded timing belt or timing chain conversation i know we've all all of our guys we've had it uh, one time or the other but that's the thing is, is you don't need that stuff anymore now you have this new technology and, and the stuff that konasek has out there that went into the I believe the camara um that stuff is there and nobody's really touched it and imagine what we could do with this the the biggest thing about a car and especially about uh combustion engines in general is the better that they run the more efficient they are and that i thought that was the goal the idea was to be efficient i, I mean if let's say we moved over to let's say uh um, I'm going to say it wrong, but anyway, so ethanol fuels. So if we moved over to this ethanol fuel thing, the point is this ethanol is more expensive. But if we were so efficient that ethanol fuel it didn't maybe it could get a car like a konacek or something that it could run at like 50 60 miles per gallon and run on ethanol then nobody's complaining about four four dollars a gallon for ethanol and the idea that you could still have something that could do different things and be the right so that's where this cutting edge technology comes from it really is all from these big brands i don't see a lot of the stuff coming from and don't take it personal for you guys that are big like ford fans or Chrysler fans or any of that stuff their money is wrapped up in a lot of other different things to keep them from going bankrupt all the time and now they're getting all this new stuff that's coming in and they're they're getting they're getting beat on and, uh, and the thing is is I, I, it tends to make me wonder sometimes if they will be able to make it to that next thing or will there be another bailout or will there be a problems we never know. But that's the thing is, is if you've ever done anything in the exotic and luxury world, you know that we're always teetering on that brink of something happening. And like I said, in the last two or three years, we've seen that not. That's been the opposite. We've seen influxes of cash, and that's huge. That's something that I've had tons of conversations with people that ran companies where I sat down and I said, you know, we, you should do this, you should do this, you should do this. And, the, and somebody looked at me and said, hey, we're trying to keep our head above water and you want to do all this other stuff. And I, some of my conversations involved SUVs, four doors, all this stuff. And, you know, nobody's listening to you. Well, now they're listening to me now. And guess what? It's all been successful. So, so, and also you have to understand that these these companies are heading into electric territory. They're shoving six years of research and development into two years of production. I've never seen anything like this before. It's it's unprecedented to see the amount of speed that has gone into this technology. That's costing billions of dollars. And they have to find something that, that works. And it, it isn't going to be cheap. It's going to be totally brand new if anybody uses and everybody's going to have their thing that they want to bring to market so they can be competitive against anybody else if you guys out there have had the argument with say mercedes about you know why can't i see my own flash on my car and get it fixed the way i want it to or have some independent guy work on it or you know all these different brands that run that that gambit it it really is because they have proprietary stuff that they don't want to give up they don't want people to have access to it because it gives it to their competitor so all these brands porsche um was it porsche uh volkswagen with with their branding uh, all these different circles that you're going to see anything domestic they're going to have all their proprietary stuff and they're all kind of moving and moving chess pieces right now you can see it happening about finding out who has the upper hand here who has the better product Who do we hire i mean ferrari hired a dude that was wasn't even a car guy for their ceo they got some guy that was a an electric guy that should just tell you what kind of chess pieces we see are moving in this whole gambit about who wants to be in the top dog when it comes to electric so and if they're going to survive this suv sales are the way it is notice that domestic brands got rid of their coupes they got rid of their other stuff and they specifically focused on their trucks and suv brands why well we're seeing it because they sell Um, So, yeah, all I'm asking right now for, for that to happen and for us to all survive what is coming our way right now is to be okay with our automakers when it comes to exotic supercars luxury is to be okay with making a road going car. Road going cars need to or have to be an option, just like the. A stock from Lamborghini that was a discussion that we had back in 2009 back when nobody could afford one and everybody dropped off these cars and a lot of people didn't make their version of the Panamera if you will um, this is something that now they're having the discussion of coming back to and it is within at least Lamborghini's area to have this thinking it is not foreign concept for them so yes it will be foreign concept for some of these other brands but it's not for Aston it really isn't for for any of these other brands maybe ferrari's going to have to take some extra steps to get what they have but you know what maserati's doing their stuff hey get back on the maserati bandwagon i don't know do something but you can't not do anything you can't just jump on this other thing and make changes and then go Hey, I don't understand why it didn't work and why everybody else is having success. Well, everybody else is having success because, let me see, they made a Batanga. They made a Coolin, They made a Urus. Um, the other versions of a Panamera. Like I said, the stock for Lamborghini should be, it ours should be here. Um, and you'll be amazed at what happens when this stuff comes out, when, when when the coffers are full and we see an influx of all the stuff and we're all able to drive cars and imagine not just having 2,000 Lamborghinis out there but tons and tons of these Lamborghini SUVs and Lamborghini um, uh, four-door sedans and all this stuff out there and everybody's driving it and, and having a demand for it and then saying, hey, by the way, i can have my cake and eat it too that really was what this is it's it's guilt without any guilt (laughs) it's just something where you get to enjoy a cool car and bring it to that next level and say hey look everybody in the family is happy we can have everything we want and then we can keep going on and that, that i think is is everybody's dream and i think it's totally doable uh and it's it's it definitely should be uh if it not isn't already that next level for us so All right, so that's it for us today. Thank you for uh, checking out uh, Carside Chat today. Don't forget that we have our uh, Instagram page. We have the website. Yeah, I know I'm still working on the website stuff. It's it's just been a monster of a deal with working on all this stuff to get everything together in a way that's happy so that we can all kind of use what we want to use to make it viable for everybody to see it and enjoy it and that's the thing is i like this is that everybody has been giving me input and saying that you guys really enjoy it and that's a big deal for me so i want to keep that going um like i said executive automotive is we're gonna do a little changing on it again about uh, already i'm doing writing on the new stuff Um, I'm still putting some stuff into Motorhead Magazine, so if you had a chance to go out and check out some of their stuff, um, that's more of a local one. You might be able to do some searches for it if you're out uh, wherever you're at. I know we have some viewers, like, for, say, in the UK and other areas um, that would like to be involved and see some of that stuff. There's nothing wrong with you trying to find a way to get it. I don't know what shipping is like, but... Um, I know the last time I shipped something was kind of painful, but hey, <laughs> uh, getting access to some of the stuff would be fun. And we're going to keep making stuff for you. Keep putting this content out. So don't forget the thumbs up. Give me some input. What do you guys want to hear? What do you guys want to see? What is something that you think is driving or driving the next level of exotics and supercars into the next level? Um, and that's the thing is, is I want to have a conversation about it. I want to have guests on and have conversations about it. Um, I think it's all a big deal. I think it's all something that really needs to go to the next level. And the idea of making, I'm still going to say it, man, the affordable exotic, and I don't always say it from the affordable, like I know affordable has its own areas, but getting an exotic car that has something in the 80 K range or something like that, that, you know, people need to look at Gallardo's now, like all that stuff is uh, still in kind of the buyer's range and it still has that, it gets to that level of value and then it kind of flattens out and then here's a car you're going to buy it use it for a couple of years drive it have a ton of fun and then be able to sell it and potentially make money off your car and that's something that 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 was not that was unheard of back in the 90s that was just like we didn't 80s and 90s you not nobody did that you bought your car you shoved it in a garage someplace and you let it build up money and then you sent it off to auction at some point everybody owned a museum and you know, 90% of them wouldn't share it. So, um, but yeah, that's, that's, that's where we're headed right now. We're headed into a world where people actually drive their cars, actually enjoy them. Um, and we need to start building communities around that so that we can go back to some of that old stuff. Like we're planning on doing these, uh, coffee meets. So we have coffee, get-togethers and sit-downs around a cup of coffee and that's how it was back in the day you sat down you enjoyed each other's company uh over something that was you know i want to say mundane like it became alcohol later on but that was something more of americanized people still have those coffee house ideas and and things about sitting down and having some of these communications where we kind of understand where we are that's one of the big problems we have around here, right now is nobody wants to talk to each other. They all want to argue, um, and that's social media talking. That's we can we can we can beat that. We are if we are truly the civilized group, and we are above, uh, you know, this this penny ante banter that we have. Um, then I think we need to roll, roll you know, rise above this, and start showing people this is. You know, this is the kind of thinking that gets you into a car like this and makes you a better person. We're not, we don't want to be better, and it's not that we are better people. We are understanding that we all started at zero. It is what it is. We we're not trying to say that, but the idea of bringing somebody up to this thing is saying, you know, now is the time to not make any excuses. You can be great. You can be an awesome person, and you don't need all this other stuff to it. And then maybe we'll get to the point of where we hang out and be such positive people. Uh, that we don't even need self-help gurus anymore. We just kind of sit around and say hey you know what if you want to if you want to hear a bunch of guys not making any excuses drive up to this local coffee shop and every Friday they get together and just like our real cars and coffee should be uh, sit around and banter about you know what their mixed big thing is and open up network opportunities all that stuff is available for you and that's the kind of dream that i'm having for 2022 and i hope you can jump on that dream with me thank you guys for tuning in this has been Carside chat again this is your host primo and as always don't forget to drive